Hello everyone, I'm Jerry Savelle. Thank you for joining me today. What a pleasure it is to have you watch our broadcast. And let me just say that all of you that write to us and share your testimonies, thank you for taking the time in doing that. Also, those of you that send in your prayer requests, we appreciate your confidence and we stand in faith with you in believing God for the miracle that you're believing for. And let me just say this to you, you can always depend upon God. God is faithful. Amen. Say that with me right now. My God is a faithful God. Keep that in the forefront of your thinking at all times that God is faithful. This week we're going to continue talking about God is always working behind the scenes. We began talking about this last week. If you missed that broadcast, let me just uh, reiterate some of the things I mentioned, especially uh, Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 9 from the Message Translation. The Apostle Paul says this, My task is to bring out in the open what God, who created all of this in the first place, has been doing in secret and behind the scenes all along. That's where I got that phrase. God is working behind the scenes. God is always working behind the scenes. Even though it may not uh, look as though anything's happening, don't ever say again, nothing's happening. Yes, it is. The moment you pray, according to Mark the 11th chapter and the 24th verse, Jesus said, What things soever you desire, when you pray, believe you receive them, and you shall have them. Kenneth Hagin taught us many, many years ago that the moment you start believing you receive is the moment you pray. When you say amen to that prayer, that means so be it. As far as you're concerned, something began to happen in the spirit realm, and if you'll hold fast to your confidence and hold fast to your faith, then praise God, what's already happening in the spirit realm will eventually manifest in the natural. Now, you know, if, if all of our prayers manifested in the natural in the next few moments, that would be great, but that's not the case. It doesn't happen that way all the time. I've had it happen sometimes, but most of the time I, I, I began doing what I learned from the Apostle Paul in Ephesians chapter 6, having done all to stand, stand therefore. In other words, I may have to stand for a time. I may have to stand uh, all day, all week, all month, and sometimes all year. But the truth is, if you determine that giving up and quitting is not an option, then eventually it will come to pass. Brother Jerry, you may not have to wait a year. No, I didn't say you have to wait a year, but sometimes it could take a year for what you're believing for to come to pass. Not always, but just be, be, be prepared to stand. I like what Kenneth Hagin used to say, if you'll prepare to stand forever, then it won't take very long. Praise God. So just make up your mind the moment you pray and ask God to meet a need in your life, then prepare to stand and believe that God is working behind the scenes. Now, uh, at the close of last week's broadcast, I was getting into 1 Kings chapter 17. And if you have your Bibles handy, I want you to turn there with me. 1 Kings chapter 17, <clears throat> excuse me, and verse 1. And Elijah the Tishbite, who was of the inhabitants of Gilead, said unto Ahab, As the Lord God of Israel liveth, before whom I stand, there shall not be dew nor rain these years, but according to my word. And the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, Get thee hence, turn thee eastward, 
and hide thyself by the brook Cherith that is before Jordan. And it shall be that thou shalt drink of the brook. And I have commanded the ravens to feed you there. Now notice this. God says, go down to the brook Cherith. Now remember, Elijah had already said there's going to be a drought. There won't be any rain, according to the word of the Lord. And so God tells Elijah to go down to the brook Cherith, and there he has commanded the ravens to sustain him. Now notice, I have commanded. That's past tense. That means before Elijah ever got to the brook, God was already working behind the scenes. He had already commanded the ravens to sustain him. And the Bible says, So he went and did according unto the word of the Lord, for he went and dwelt by the brook Cherith, that is before Jordan. And the ravens brought him bread and flesh in the morning, and bread and flesh in the evening, and he drank from the brook. So notice, God was already working behind the scenes. When the prophet arrived there, he had already prepared to meet that need in his life. Then if you keep reading in verse 7, it says, And it came to pass after a while that the brook dried up, because there had been no rain in the land. And the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, Arise, get thee to Zarephath, which belong unto Zidon, and dwell there. Behold, I have commanded a widow woman there to sustain thee. So notice once again, <clears throat> after the brook dried up, God had already commanded a widow woman to sustain the prophet. So God was already working behind the scenes. Notice once again, I have commanded. That's past tense. So before the prophet ever got to Zidon, God had already been working behind the scenes, had already prepared to meet the need of his prophet. So that proves, once again, that God is always working behind the scenes. Now what your part is, dare to believe he's doing it for you. Don't ever say again after you pray, nothing's happening, nothing's working. No, that's not true, because the moment you prayed and you said amen, once again, amen doesn't mean the end. Amen means so be it. In other words, what you prayed, you are declaring, so be it. It will be just as I prayed. Now, in order for it to come to pass, you're going to have to start believing that God went to work in your behalf the moment you said amen. So get out of your vocabulary. Get out of your thinking. Nothing's happening. Don't say that because the moment you say nothing's happening, it's almost like you put the brakes on and everything stopped working in the spirit realm. So you have to guard your vocabulary. Watch what you say after you pray. If you've asked God to meet your need financially, then don't say in a few moments, well, I guess God didn't hear me. I guess my prayers didn't get any higher than the ceiling. It looks like God never does anything for me. Quit talking like that. You know, the Bible says in Psalm 78 that they limited the Holy One of Israel. And the way they limited Him, if you'll read that entire Psalm, they limited God when they're small thinking and they're negative talking. So quiet, quit, I almost said, uh, be quiet. So that's a good thing anyway. Be quiet. If you can't talk the word, shut up. Don't even talk if you can't talk the word. Just be quiet. But also, be quick to speak the word of God, no matter what's happening around you, no matter how impossible it may seem, 
be sure to keep speaking the Word. If somebody should ask you, uh, I heard you prayed the other day for that financial need in your life. Is anything happening? Well, you could say, and it wouldn't be a lie. It wouldn't be exaggerating. You could say, I believe I received when I prayed. And even though I don't see anything happening, my God is working behind the scenes. That's what you need to say. That's not a lie. That's not exaggerating because the Bible says, God calleth things that be not as though they were. That's what you're doing. You have the faith of God and that's the way His faith operates. So after you get through praying, don't say, nothing's working. God never does things for me. Quit talking like that. Begin to say, God, you're working behind the scenes. I believe you're working in my behalf even now, even though I may not see anything happening, even though it looks just as impossible uh, after I prayed as it did before I prayed. You just keep saying that God is working behind the scenes. I like to call it this, giving God something to work with. That's what you do. You speak the Word and God promises that His Word will not return void. So notice, if God worked in behalf of His prophet Elijah, He was working behind the scenes, then why wouldn't He do so for you? You know, Elijah was not even born again. He wasn't filled with the Holy Spirit, but God worked in his behalf, and you are born again. You are filled with the Holy Spirit. And if you're not, well, we can settle that right now. Just, just simply confess Jesus as the Lord of your life, believe that He heard you, and believe you received the answer to your prayer, and praise God, ask Him to fill you with the Holy Spirit. He will do it. And now that you're born again and filled with the Holy Spirit, why wouldn't He work in your behalf just like He did Elijah's? So <clears throat> these are just basic uh, principles of living a life of faith. Believe you receive when you pray, and dare to believe that God is working behind the scenes. Now, I've shared this testimony with you <coughs> excuse me, in times past, but I want to share it with you again because not all of you may have seen that broadcast. Years ago, when I first started out in the ministry, the Lord said to me that I'd not be able to fulfill what I'm called to do without airplanes in my ministry. And He said, I want you to believe me for airplanes, and I want you to believe for them debt-free. He said, I don't want you flying airplanes with debt on them. Believe for airplanes debt-free. When in the natural, that was impossible looking. I'd never owned a car up to that time that was debt-free. Now God's talking airplanes. And so, uh, in spite of it looking utterly impossible, I began to pray, and I said, Lord, I'm asking you for the airplane that I need uh, to fulfill what you've called me to do. Now, it didn't come to pass right away. In fact, it didn't come to pass in a week. It didn't come to pass in a month. It didn't come to pass in a year. In fact, it was several years before it actually came to pass. Now, in the meantime, I'm confessing that I have an airplane for this ministry. The Bible says that we are to call things that are not as though they were, just like God operates. We have the same spirit of faith. So I begin saying, I have the airplane that I need to fulfill what God's called me to do. I believe I received when I prayed. Now, if you were to ask me, has it manifested yet? Well, in the natural, no, it hasn't. But I believed I received. And so I just stood on the Word of God. 
Now, not one person came up to me during that time and said, Brother Jerry, I was praying the other day, and uh, the Lord told me that you needed an airplane, <clears throat> excuse me, and uh, I want to sow into that project. Not one person did that. And I'm talking about months had gone by, even years had gone by. Now, I didn't bring it up in meetings. I didn't talk about it. I didn't walk up to people and say, uh, I'm believing for an airplane. Is God speaking to you? No, I didn't do that. I just kept it to myself and believed God that He was working behind the scenes. Now, sometime later, many years later, I'm in Andrews, Texas. <clears throat> Excuse me, let me drink to that. <laughs> I'm in Andrews, Texas, and uh, I'm preaching in a laundromat, an abandoned laundromat, because the church that invited me to come, when they found out I was not ordained through their organization, they wouldn't let me in the church. And so a man found this abandoned laundromat that we could hold our meeting in. And so I'm preaching, and there's just a handful of people. You know, there, there couldn't have been over 12, 15 people showed up in that meeting. The last afternoon, there was a man that walked in that building, and he walked right up to me. He didn't take a seat. He just kind of interrupted the service. And he said, my name is Oop. And Oop, if you're watching this broadcast, you and Patsy will never, ever uh, realize how blessed I was to meet you that day and what a great blessing you were to me. And Oop walked up to me. His name was Oop. And he said, uh, God sent me here today. He said, I was out riding my tractor. God spoke to me and told me that there's a, a young man in Andrews, Texas that's preaching in the laundromat and I want you to help him buy an airplane. So he's telling me this story. Then he gave me money. And then he got ready to leave and he said, and uh, if you ever see me again, it'll be because God told me. He said, I want you to understand, I don't have an education. He said, I never learned to read nor write, but I did learn to follow the leadership of the Holy Spirit. And God spoke to me and told me to do this, and I'm doing it, and now I'm leaving. And then he got in his truck and he drove off. And we're all standing there with our mouths open. And I asked my wife, I said, did that really happen? She said, yes, look at the money that he just gave you. That was the first time in all these years that somebody walked up to me and said, God spoke to them and told them to sow into my airplane. Now, it was not enough to buy an airplane, but it gave me the confidence that God did hear me, that God was working behind the scenes, and no matter what it looks like, don't ever say again, nothing's happening. Something was happening, and now it's beginning to manifest. And then a few weeks later, I'm up in Omaha, Nebraska, and uh, Fred Price, Pastor Fred Price from California, he and I were doing a faith seminar together. Our wives were there with us, and uh, when the meeting was over with, we started out to the airport, and when we got to the airport, we said our goodbyes, and uh, Fred and Betty went to their uh, gate to fly back to Los Angeles. We went to our gate to fly to DFW. And so when we landed, my office manager said, there's somebody that wants you to call them and uh, they'd like to take you to dinner tonight in Dallas. And so this is back in the days in, uh, you know, 1976, there were no cell phones, so you'd have to find a payphone. And so we stopped at a payphone and we called these people and they said, would you meet us in Dallas tonight at this particular restaurant? So we agreed to meet. We were almost there anyway, so we went over to Dallas. And when we walked in, 
we've, we saw the couple, and this couple was uh, Charles and Peggy Capps and Vicki and Wes Jameson. And so we're sitting there having a nice dinner, having a wonderful conversation, and Vicki spoke up and said, Jerry, the reason why we ask you to come tonight is because God spoke to us some time back to give you our airplane and said, uh, we've been believing God to pay it off because God told us to give it to you debt free. Now, praise God, man, this is, this, is, this is music to my ears. And so they said, and we were believing God to have it paid for so that we could give it to you because we knew you needed it in your ministry. But once again, God said, don't give it to him until you have it paid for. And so Charles and Peggy came to town and they were visiting us and we just asked them to set themselves in agreement with us for the money that was needed to pay the balance. And uh, Charles asked, well, how much is it? They told him, and he said, well, we can do that. And so Charles and Peggy Capps gave them the money that they needed to pay the airplane off. And they said, tomorrow we want to come to Fort Worth and deliver your airplane because it's now paid for and we can hardly wait to get it into your hands. And so uh, they came over to Meachamfield, Fort Worth, Texas, praise God. I already had my hangar ready. And when that Cessna 310 pulled up in front of my hangar, I'm telling you, I was shouting. You see, God was working behind the scenes. Now remember, you remember the story in the, uh, about Elijah? God had commanded, God had commanded Vicki and Wes Jameson to pay this airplane off and give it to us. God was already working behind the scenes. And then Charles and Peggy Capps came along and they were part of the miracle in producing that airplane debt-free. And let me tell you that this, that that was nine debt-free airplanes ago. And God has always been working behind the scenes. He always will work behind the scenes. And I want to encourage you with that testimony that God is working behind the scenes for you right now. Once again, get out of your thinking, nothing's happening. Get out of your vocabulary, nothing's happening. Yes, it is. Something's happening in the spirit realm, even though you can't see it, but something's happening. The angels are at work for you. God is working for you. The Holy Spirit's working for you. God has already commanded this to be done in your behalf. And so you stay in faith. Don't ever, ever give up. Quitting is no longer an option in your life. Can you say that? Quitting is no longer an option in my life. And you just keep in the forefront of your thinking that God is working behind the scenes. Let me read Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 23. Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering, without wavering, for he is faithful that promise. What does it mean without wavering? Wavering means that uh, some days you get up and you're talking faith. Some days you get up and you're talking doubt. Some days you get up and you're back talking faith. Some days you get up and you're back talking doubt. That's wavering. Don't do that. Stay in faith. The Bible says, let us hold fast the profession or the confession of our faith without wavering. Why? Because He is faithful that promise. The message translation says, let us keep a firm grip on the promises that keep us going. He always keeps His word. Keep a firm grip on the promises that keep you going. Why? Because He always keeps His word. And then verse 35 and 36 of Hebrews chapter 10 says this, 
Cast not away therefore your confidence, which hath great recompense of reward. For you have need of patience, that after you have done the will of God, you might receive the promise. Say it with me. I refuse to cast away my confidence. Confidence is just another word for faith. Say it this way. I refuse to cast away my faith. Why? Because it has a great recompense of reward. In other words, if you won't throw away your faith, if you won't give up on the Word, then God promises that your faith will be rewarded. And then He says you have need of patience. What does patience mean? It means being constant, consistent, never changing regardless of the circumstances. So practice patience. Don't give up. Don't, don't throw in the towel, so to speak. And the Bible says, after you've done the will of God, then you will receive the promise. The message translation says, so don't throw it all away now. You need to stick it out, staying with God's plan, so you'll be there for the promised completion. Isn't that what you want? A promised completion. So how do you get there? Uh, the secret is this, and it's really not a secret. It's all over the Bible, but most people don't know it. So the secret is this, stay in faith. Don't cast away your confidence. Don't waver. Believe, dare to believe that the moment you pray, that's when God went into motion. That's when the angels went to work. That's when the Holy Spirit went to work. And praise God, something's happening behind the scenes. And if you'll just stay in faith, it's going to manifest in the natural. God is not a man that he should lie. If God said it, that settles it. I've had this attitude ever since I came to the Lord in 1969. If God didn't intend to bring this to pass, He shouldn't have put it in my copy of the book because once I see it, then I'm going for it and I refuse to give up until it happens. Praise God. Did you receive today? I trust, praise God, your faith has gone to another level. I want you to watch this special announcement and then we'll be back in just a few minutes. Why settle for ordinary when you can have the extraordinary? Break free from unseen limits holding you back with this special resource package. In the faith-filled book, No Boundaries, Jerry Savelle reveals how boundaries that have kept you enslaved can be broken. As you read, you will learn how to recognize boundaries and how to break free from them. In the powerful two-CD teaching, How to Get From Amen to There It Is, Jerry shares a step-by-step -step guide to help you stay focused on getting 
the very thing you prayed for. Don't settle for unanswered prayers. Discover how to get results in your life. Don't wait anymore. Call or go online to jerrysavelle.org and request the God is Working Behind the Scenes package featuring the book No Boundaries and the two-CD teaching How to Get from Amen to There It Is. God has an extraordinary life planned for you, a life without limits, and it's time that you start living it. You can begin living a no-boundaries life and see your prayers answered today. Thank you again for watching the broadcast today, and I trust you were blessed. I trust your faith was inspired. Let me give you this one last scripture before we close. Psalm 84, verse 11, No good thing does He withhold from those who walk uprightly. God is not in the business of holding out. God is in the business of getting it to you. So dare to believe you receive when you pray. Dare to believe that God is working behind the scenes because God wants to do some good things in your life. No good thing will He withhold from those who walk uprightly. Uh, let me share some testimonies with you before we uh, leave the air today. This is one from Lynn, and it goes right along with what I was teaching you today. I had been working on a children's book series that was not being picked up by any publishers. After years uh, that it seemed lying dormant, I stayed in faith, believing that my series would get picked up, and praise God, a publisher called Out of the Blue, offering to publish the first book. I'm working now on the next one. I expect to see even greater things happen this year. Glory to God. So notice, God was working behind the scenes, even though she had written this uh, book for children, and it looked like nothing was happening. See, don't ever say that. Nothing's happening. Something was happening. She just couldn't see it yet. But eventually, praise God, a publisher picked up her book and began to uh, want to publish it. And now she's already working on the next one. Praise God. And thank you, Lynn, for sharing that testimony. Here's one from Paul. He said, I received a $12,000 raise at work. It was totally unexpected, and no one else in my department received any increase in their pay. After asking my boss about it, he stated that they gave me a raise because they noticed the excellent job that I had been doing, and I know this definitely is the favor of God on my life. Paul, we rejoice with you, and praise God, and I believe there's even more in store, praise God. So, once again, don't ever give up on God. Order this special book today, No Boundaries. Don't limit God. Don't think that God, uh, you know, is limited in any way. He is totally unlimited. He does above and beyond all that we can ask or think. Great book, and I know it's faith-inspiring. And here's a series that goes right along with what we were teaching today, how to go from amen to there it is. What do you do after you say amen? What do you do when you're standing in faith and believing? What happens between amen and there it is? You're going to enjoy this series, so I encourage you to get it right now. Order it while it's fresh on your mind. And don't forget to ask for our magazine, Adventures in Faith. We want to send it to you free and uh, no charge, and it'll be a blessing to you, and it will continue to minister to you. Thanks again for joining us today, and I want to encourage you to join me again next week as we continue talking about how that you can be a winner in life. Amen. Until then, Jerry Savelle reminding you that your faith will overcome the world. Next week. Proverbs 14, 12 tells us there's a way that seems right. There's a way that seems right to man, 
but the way thereof is death. It could be death to your dream. If Satan could get you distracted and, and discouraged and detoured from your dream, then you'll never fulfill God's destiny for your life.